Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. We're into double digits. 10 weeks. How did you feel at this stage, Claire? Well, I can remember around now, I was getting desperate to share my news, but I kind of wanted to hang on for the scan at 12 weeks. I did tell my parents around now, and a friend of mine guessed because oh, I wasn't drinking and yeah. that was unusual for me. Yeah, and sometimes it's a bit of a relief, isn't it, when someone guesses and you can just tell them and let the cat out of the bag. I know, I was actually really happy to tell her. I was yeah. desperate to tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got lots to cover this week. Let's crack on with baby. What's happening for baby? A good round number this week, 10 weeks and the week of the olive. Ooh, olive. The Mediterranean green olive, no less. Are we talking about baby sizes here? We are indeed. Yes, she measures about 3.1 centimetres from head to bottom or crown to rump and weighs nearly four grams, which is tiny when you think a cherry tomato weighs about 10 grams. Wow. But your baby's heart is now fully developed and beats about 180 times a minute. So, so quick. Her legs can rotate at the hip joint and her arms can move at the shoulder. She's testing this new flexibility by instinctively kicking and moving her limbs. And her head's more rounded now, isn't it? And upright. But her eyes are still fused shut and they'll remain shut until about 27 weeks. Wow. Now that all her organs are in place, she moves from being an embryo to a fetus. Ah, it's momentous times. Indeed. What's happening for you? Okay, so this week you may be feeling a little dizzy, which is totally normal during your first trimester. Yeah. And this is because the pregnancy hormone progesterone... Oh, we'll be hearing a lot more about progesterone. Yep. Relaxes the walls of your blood vessels. If you're experiencing dizzy spells, just try getting up more slowly and give your body time to adjust to the new position you're moving into. That's good advice, Claire. If you're still suffering from morning sickness and tiredness, you'll be happy to hear that these symptoms should start to ease off once you reach your second trimester. Oh, that's a relief. Well, they're not always. (laughs) No. And hopefully you have had, or you're about to have your booking appointment with your midwife. Check out the information on babycentre.co.uk or the app about the booking appointment and what to expect. Yeah, so you probably can't get off the sofa at this stage. I can remember saying to my partner, I'm sorry, remember, I'm not usually this lazy. Like, yeah. I was really having to persuade him. But yeah, I literally could not drag my body off the settee in the evening. The exhaustion's like nothing else. Oh, I was looking across at the kitchen. I can just remember thinking, I should be doing that. Or yeah. I could be doing that, but... No, I just can't. I just, just literally couldn't move my legs. It's the energy. You, your energy levels are just sapped, aren't they? Absolutely sapped. They really sapped. are. There's so much going on inside. But yeah, I remember being ex- outside. Yeah, I remember <laughs> being exactly the same. It was just awful. Um, and by the evening, I couldn't do anything either. So hopefully, if you're feeling the same, your partner's stepping up to the challenge and sharing some of those chores. I remember yeah. saying you need to, to, to do some of the you stuff that I normally suffer. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can just lay around a bit because you need to. You need to grow that baby, and it's crucial, baby development weeks especially if you're working all day like by the evenings you just need to you've got nothing left absolutely nothing left and if you're doing this solo then hopefully you've got support of family and friends yeah but don't worry like the whole of pregnancy isn't like this no yeah funnily enough the bigger you get well to to a point yeah the bigger you get the more energy you'll probably have actually yeah which is a bit weird but it's true it's totally true 
too embarrassed to ask. Okay, always a favourite of mine. What are we too embarrassed to ask this week, Lucy? Okay, this week we're asking, it's still okay to have sex, isn't it? Oh, blimey, I hope so. (laughs) Well, the short answer is yes, if you've had a healthy pregnancy so far. Yeah, I actually used to think about whether the baby would like be feeling what was happening. Does that sound a bit weird? (laughs) No, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, no, I don't think that's weird at all. But your baby's actually really snugly protected by the amniotic sac and also the strong muscles in your womb. And you've got the thick mucus plug that seals your cervix to help guard against infection. So it's it's proper wedged in there. Uh It's usually fine to keep having sex right up until your waters break. And I certainly did in my first pregnancy, which my husband was very pleased about, Claire. I bet he was, yeah. (laughs) And the great thing is that the baby isn't harmed or aware what mum and dad are up to, is it? No, (laughs) not at all. Um, I mean, they may feel a bit of moving around, especially if you've had an orgasm, um, but it's nothing to worry about. What they're really reacting to is the pounding of your heart if you do feel them. So she doesn't know what's happening or feel any discomfort at all. Oh, good. Well, that's good to know. I do remember wondering if it matters that sex can bring on labour. I mean, obviously, I didn't want that happening early. No, of course you don't. Yeah, it's true that having sex might cause Braxton Hicks contractions. Okay, and those are sort of like mild contractions, aren't they, that happen in late pregnancy? Yeah, and it could even help to bring on labour if you're full term and your baby's ready. However, there's no evidence to suggest that having sex now is going to cause you to go into labour too soon. Oh, good. So you said sex is fine if you've had a healthy pregnancy so far. Yeah. So when might you have to be careful about having sex? Well, if you've had any bleeding or spotting in early pregnancy, so your doctor might say, don't have sex till you reach 14 weeks. Right. Um, Or your doctor might even say, don't have sex for the rest of your pregnancy. So if you, say, have a history of cervical weakness, a low-lying placenta, which is called placenta previa, had heavy bleeding or had a vaginal infection during your pregnancy. Yeah, so I guess if any of these apply to you, then it's really best to talk to your midwife or GP about whether it's safe to have sex or not. Okay, so let's talk sex positions, Claire. What about those during pregnancy? Right, okay. Um, Yeah, I hope my mum isn't listening. There are pros and cons (laughs) at different stages. If you think of the good old missionary position, that can be great for early on, particularly if you're feeling a bit tired. But it might be a bit less comfortable as your bump gets bigger. And you might even feel a bit dizzy if you're lying back. I'm thinking of England. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, okay. And what about spooning? That'd be good in your third trimester. Yes, at any stage, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You can use a pillow to support your bump. He's also hands-free in this position. Oh, I can think of a good use for those hands. Well, exactly. There's also you on top, which is suitable throughout your pregnancy. Yeah, unless you're absolutely shattered. Well, it's true. (laughs) Quite like the missionary. Let's go back to that. Um, But... um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Being on top, I suppose it's ideal because um, you don't need to open your legs too wide, I guess, to manage well, depending it. depending on how big he is, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and also your partner can reach your clitoris or your breasts while you're having sex, which this is I like true. the idea And you know that. what? Studies show this position gives women more pleasure than others. Really? Yeah. And your partner gets the bonus of being able to see how gorgeous you are during sex. Oh, yes. Okay. What about any other sex positions we should try? Um, yes. Well, we can do better than three positions, can't yeah. we? Yeah. Next up is that old romantic doggy style. Oh, woof, woof. I can imagine this is brilliant if you're in your third trimester. Well, it's good any time. Being on all fours. Especially in later pregnancy. As your bump doesn't get in the way, you can take the pressure off your back and your pelvis. Very practical. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're feeling exhausted, you don't have to move too much. (laughs) Very true. What about scissors? You know, when you're face to face, that one. Yes, that's fine. But probably easier when your bump's not too big. It can feel really intimate, though. Yeah. Um, and another position is side saddle for those okay. horse lovers amongst us. 
haven't a clue what that is. Claire, can you describe it? Yeah. So imagine he's a horse. If, if it's not okay. too much. Um, he's lying sideways on the bed and you sit on him side saddle so that your legs are together hanging over his. Um, okay. It's a bit confusing that one. <laughs> I think I feel like we need diagrams. Don't worry. It's all on the website. Anyway, I'm just putting it out there as an option. It's not so good for deeper penetration. Okay. But he is once again hands free. Brilliant. Well, I suppose good luck if you try that one then. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> and finally, there's the modified missionary. Oh, that's where you line your back at the end of your bed and he kneels on the floor. Yeah, exactly. And the obvious advantage being that he's not pushing down your bump. So it's really good for those later weeks. Oh, yes. Well, it's starting to feel a little bit hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Should we open a window and crack on with the next bit? I think that's a good idea. What do you expect this week? Okay, part four. It's scan time almost. Oh, the dating scan, or as most people seem to call it, the 12-week scan, I yeah, think. Yeah, funnily enough. Um, which actually can happen between 8 and 14 weeks. So during the scan, the sonographer will put gel on your tummy, and then they move this like small handheld device called yeah. the transducer okay, yeah. over your skin. Oh yeah, I remember that. Your sonographer will show you an image of your baby on the screen, and she'll be able to look closely at that image. We had a chat with Becky, a sonographer, to find out what she's looking for. So dating scans are usually carried out on the top of your tummy. We call that transabdominally. And what we really need is for the bladder to be a little bit full. We don't want it to be really, really full and we don't want it to be empty. There needs to be sort of the sweet spot in the middle um, that, that will just help us to obtain really good images. So the sonographer places a little bit of gel on your tummy and sometimes that can be quite cold and feel a little bit uncomfortable. And then we move a small transducer across the skin and that's how we obtain the images. It doesn't hurt at all really but you might feel a little bit of pressure on your tummy and on your bladder if you really badly need a wee which is why we really do recommend that you don't overfill the bladder for this scan. So at the dating scan the first thing we're looking at is just checking that there's just the one baby in there and that it's not a multiple pregnancy because we may be seeing twins or more at this stage. We're also going to measure the baby so we measure baby from the crown of its head to its bottom and that's how we date the pregnancy it's called a crown rump length measurement and sometimes you'll see that written in your notes as a CRL um, we're also looking at the heartbeat and just checking baby's got a nice strong regular heartbeat and checking some of the major structures such as the head the limbs so the arms and legs the abdominal wall and some of the organs such as the stomach but we're not looking for subtle abnormalities at this stage we're just doing a bit of a once over really and making sure everything looks right we always always go by the scan date as this is proven to be the most accurate way of dating the pregnancy as it can be really tricky to pinpoint exactly when conception has taken place so always go with your scan dates don't believe anyone that tells you you can see the sex of the baby at the dating scan. You really need to wait till much later in the pregnancy, at least after 16 weeks, until a sonographer would be able to identify a gender. I think it's always useful to have someone with you when you come for any scans in pregnancy, just for a bit of moral support. So it is nice to sometimes bring your partner or a close friend with you just to have somebody to experience it with you. Everybody reacts so differently when they see their baby for the first time. There can be such a range of emotions from happiness. Some people are quite anxious. Some people are quite shocked at times as well. So we see all the emotions at that first scan. Now, this is the time that you can scan for Down syndrome if you want to, can't you? 
Yes, an accurate due date is particularly important for the result if you choose to have a screening test for Down syndrome, Edwards syndrome and Patel syndrome. Yeah. Because combined screening needs to be carried out between 10 weeks and 14 weeks of pregnancy. As long as your baby measures between 45 millimetres and 84 millimetres, you'll be offered combined screening at the same time as your dating scan. Combined screening checks how your baby's developing, which involves a nuchal translucency scan. Oh yeah, so how does that work? Okay, so this estimates the chance of your baby having Downs, Edwards or Patel syndrome. And nuchal translucency is a collection of fluid under the skin at the back of your baby's neck. Right. So all developing babies have some fluid at the back of their neck. But many babies with Down syndrome or certain heart conditions, they have an increased amount. Okay, so where is the scan done? The scan's usually done through your tummy, um, though sometimes a vaginal scan will offer a better view. And you said combined, so what's the other part of the test? Yeah, the other part of the combined test is a blood test for proteins in your blood that indicate if your baby may have Down syndrome or another chromosomal abnormality. Yeah, and if you're found to be fewer than 10 weeks pregnant at your dating scan or your baby measures less than 45 millimetres... You may be able to reboot your combined screening or offer a different type of test Mm. later in pregnancy, aren't you? If your combined screening suggests you have a higher risk of your baby having Down syndrome or Edwards or Patel syndrome, you'll be offered a diagnostic test. And that is chorionic villa sampling, which is CVS, and that's how it's usually referred to, and amniocentesis. They'll usually give you a definite answer. Both CVS and amniocentesis carry a small risk of causing a miscarriage. So they're done using a thin needle inserted into your tummy or through your cervix. Okay. Um, I'm almost done with all this testing. We're so lucky to have them. We are, But yeah. equally, they can all sound a bit more frightening than they really are. But there is one last test I want to find out about, which is NIPT, N-I-P-T, yeah. as I hadn't heard about this one before. No, NIPT is non-invasive prenatal testing, and it's another antenatal screening test that can tell you your risk of having a baby with Down syndrome, Edwards syndrome, or Patel syndrome. Okay. Compared with other screening tests, such as the combined test, NIPT is more accurate and can be done from 10 weeks. It also carries no risk of miscarriage. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I heard for Down syndrome, it's over 99% accurate. It is pricey, but it is hoped that it will reduce the number of women having unnecessary diagnostic tests. Yeah. And it's worth checking as it's available for some areas on the NHS for higher risk pregnancies. Yeah, it's not necessarily automatic and some people want to go and pay for it, just to be sure. Yeah. So to end on a lighter note, I think at 10 weeks, you don't have a bump, do you? But you may just be starting to feel like your jeans are getting a bit tight. Yeah, I was probably there a couple of weeks back. (laughs) (laughs) You might not need maternity clothes just yet. But I remember at this time embracing an elasticated waist. Oh, yes. (laughs) You uh, never thought you'd love them so much, did you? No, I was fully in maternity leggings at this point uh, and and never went back. So you could always start looking into your maternity wardrobe. And it's fun to start looking online and seeing which items you want to buy. Which tunic? and leggings you're going to be in for the next few months yeah I think it was I found it quite useful to get a few like capsule pieces sort of thing like black leggings yeah and there were sort of few black tops that were stretchy yeah stretchy is always good I remember scoping out which companies offered a maternity range at this point as well because actually yeah. not everyone does no they don't and you go into the shop and you're like oh where are your maternity clothes and they're like yes. oh they're all online and yes you're like, oh, all online i wish i'd looked also if you're buying sale items think about the season because i remember thinking oh i'll buy a coat but then realizing that actually i wouldn't be heavily pregnant at the time when winter would be and yeah I could you have to really think about out. like where your clothes are going to yeah. be needed most and i was like kind of biggest in the summers both times yes same and it might just be that you just need to buy a size 
size up or you know not yeah. in even maternity just having about- said that actually i say they're all so comfortable i think i brought like about six different pairs of jeans like maternity right. jeans and right. none of them were right they were either like they were just like slipped down the whole time yes. they used to drive me mad well you can buy the underbump jeans which yeah I, it's like underbump or overbump couldn't sort of embrace that i just no. wanted to be covered up to my armpits in whatever <laughs> trousers or skirt i had on yeah i remember just thinking brilliant let me get those leggings on if the bra Finish. touched the top of the waistband yes of the, i was happy good yeah. rule of thumb that yeah, yeah that's, that was my kind of benchmark <laughs> full bump cover was my plan the whole way through probably twice over like yes. one from below one from above yes. the envelope covering i called it i enjoyed that so the other good bit of advice i can give is try and make a friend who's like two months ahead of you pregnant wise because <laughs> then you can just be like sort of you know running in their wake collecting up the clothes that they're growing out of mopping sort of up their leftovers yeah, yeah that's exactly. a genius idea so that's a good idea and also it works once the baby's arrived as well because yeah. then they've got children's clothes that's like slightly larger than the ones you oh, need oh yes so. those those regular hand-me-down bags are fantastic yeah, so start searching for your pregnant friend who's about three months ahead of you yeah good idea so that brings us to an end for this week we should remind you that the podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should speak to your doctor or midwife if you have any concerns we hope you stay well stay healthy and look forward to 11 weeks next week bye 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 Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends.